Watson looks to the left side. He'll step up, get hit, sacked back by J.C. Carpenter at the 43-yard line. J.C. just beat the guard and center, got to the quarterback, Gunnar Watson. Third down and less than a yard. Just outside the 40-yard line of their own territory. The Who's move left to right. They send a tight end in motion. That's Mish. Here's a hand up. Hit the backfield by James Carpenter and blown up for a loss of four yards. Back to the 36-yard line. J.C. with a TFL to make the Who's punt the football. A couple of great calls and a couple of great James Madison wins by Dave Rickert, the voice of the James Madison Dukes on the JMU radio network. And right in the middle of all of that was the guy he was talking about, J.C., James Carpenter, the redshirt junior out of Roanoke at the nose guard spot, came up huge in the UVA game two weeks ago, had a, a pass deflection that pretty much sealed it for James Madison. And then last week against Troy, he had a quarterback sack, was in the middle of it all when they stopped Troy in the last couple of drives at the end of the game when a field goal could have won it. He is having an outstanding year. He had a great season last year, was all Sunday belt in the duke's first year in the sun belt and he's back at it again this season and we had the opportunity today to catch up with james carpenter the red shirt junior out of roanoke on a variety of topics and I, like i said earlier i really learned about uh, james carpenter as we talked and he filled us in on a lot of different things so we gonna let you hear that interview now um and i'll tell you what as i do that let me do this as well I said I was going to challenge y'all a little bit here on this other Yeti cooler that we're going to give away. As you listen to this interview that we recorded earlier this afternoon, here's a trivia question for you. You get it right, you win the Yeti cooler. Advantage JMU fans, I admit it. But they are heading to Utah State this weekend. Utah State, it is the second time they have played a game in the state of Utah. Who was the opponent the first time they played a game? in the state of Utah. 804-327-0888. If you know the answer, you win the Yeti. Here's our conversation with JMU Redshirt Junior Nose Guard, James Carpenter. I started out by asking him if he could just describe what the last two weeks have been like against UVA and Troy. Yeah, it's uh it's been it's been a crazy couple of weeks. Um you know, obviously UVA was pretty emotional for a lot of a lot of different reasons. Um you know roller coaster of a game but we, we kind of found, found a way to pull it out and you know we kind of knew going into these this season we, we got a tough uh tough beginning of the schedule um and yeah i mean these past two weeks have been been kind of you know uva was a bit of a shootout you know troy was a a bit of a grinder so uh you know kind of shows we can win in multiple ways and yeah it's, it's been a while two weeks hey um Give us a little more of the experience of the UVA game, everything that went into it, mm-hmm. and then your tremendous performance. Won you Defensive Player of the Week, honor to have the tackles for loss, and then and then the key knockdown knockdown of the pass there on that final drive. Yeah, um, yeah, it was you know obviously you know going to play UVA is a big game for us. You know, in-state rivalry. Um, you know, they're a they're top-tier program in you know every aspect. So uh, you know. It was uh, we kind of had that circle on our schedule for a while. Um, you know, a lot of us kind of had a chip on our shoulder going in that game too. Um, and obviously, the emotional aspect of everything kind of surrounding it. Uh, so yeah, there, there was a lot going on that week, um, but we just try to keep our, you know, keep keep our focus on, on the main thing, which was the game, and you know, kind of doing what we got to do. Um, and yeah, you know, just kind of trusting the coach's schemes and. Um, just, just kind of trust, trust in the plan that they give us, and yeah, it, it was a, uh, it was an emotional week, uh, a lot of stuff going on, but 
we, you know, Coach Nia does a great job of kind of, you know, Keep, keep keeping uh, keeping the main thing the main thing, as he likes to say. So, uh, James, off of what you said, it kind of begs the question. I mean, you're from Roanoke, great career at Roanoke Catholic. Were you recruited by UVA? No, nah, I uh, I wasn't. I mean, I went to uh, <laughs> I went I went to I went to their camp. You know, I was you know I kind of stood in the pie. You know, first game interview after the game, I was a diehard UVA fan growing up. So, uh, you know, that was kind of my dream school. Um, kind of kind of growing up as a kid, I, I've been to Scott Stadium. In you know, John Paul Jones Arena, you know, countless times. Um, so yeah, I, you know, I was never recruited by them, which, which kind of sucked and it hurt. But you know, I, I think it worked out for the best. <laughs> I'll say it. You got the last laugh, I guess. I, I, can, <laughs> yeah, I can exactly. Say. Were there other guys exactly. in your locker room, kind of in a, in a similar situation? Was there some talk amongst you guys uh, about that? That you know, because yeah. you go back to the days when you were in FCS school before you made the jump, and I'm sure a lot of your teammates the same way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we. You know, obviously, you know, coming out of high school, we, you know, we all want to go to, you know, these Power Five programs. We, we're all kind of going to, you know, to go to the best school, the biggest school as possible. But, um, you know, we, you know, you know, guys on this team, we, we kind of knew what was going on. We all kind of had that chip on our shoulder, which uh, definitely gave us a little more motivation. You know, some guys not being recruited by them, and you know, some of them not giving us scholarships or anything like that. So, um, you know, we, you know, it sucked at the time in high school, obviously, but. Um, we kind of like to use that as a, as a chip on our shoulder for, for the game. Uh, then on to Troy, and maybe there was a different chip on your shoulder here. To no fault of Troy's, obviously, the rules just stated that you guys couldn't play for a conference championship. You couldn't go to the bowl game, and Troy did. They wound up winning winning that title, and here you have this opportunity to present it to you last week on the road where virtually nobody ever wins at Troy. Just Take us through kind of the, the end of the game, the last maybe three drives that Troy has and how close they came to scoring and what you guys had to do defensively to stop them. Yeah. Um, we kind of – they kind of came out a little different, differently than we expected. Um, they, were, they were throwing a ball you know, a lot. They had a lot of passing attempts. So, um, you know, we kind of knew our offense was in a bit of a lull there. So, you know, we, we kind of put that pressure on us. Um we kind of knew what we had to do. You know, if you know we were up, so if we just stop them, you know, we'll win the game. Um, yeah, the last couple of drives were, you know, we stopped them in that, that final one. Um, they they kind of got down there, but you kind of you, there was that intense grinding, which definitely helped us out, um, obviously. But uh, yeah, we you know we we were up in the game, and you know our offense did enough. So we we uh, we kind we kind of took that pressure on our sh- pressure on our shoulders, and um, they didn't score one. We kind of took that that one off. As a defense, what was kind of the the emotion amongst you guys? You mentioned that intentional grounding. If that call isn't made, that's a marginal field goal, right? It's probably about a fifty yarder. It's certainly no gimme, but they're going to take a shot to win the game, and then the intentional grounding obviously took them out of field goal range, right? Yeah, I mean the uh, they, they were they were getting close to you know reasonable field goal range. They're probably already in it. Um, I don't know what, exactly what or how 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 long it would have been. But we know, we knew, uh, you know, that kicker could have made it, um, obviously. So, you know, that, that play the head intentional grinding, we, you know, tried to doss something up, trying to back him up a little bit, you know, get a, get a loss, a sack or something like that. Um, and we, we got back there, we kind of pressured him and kind of forced him to that, that intentional grounding. So, um, you know, it was, uh, you know, obviously we kind of have luck on our side there. Um, but, uh, you know, it is what it is, and we got the win, so that's all that matters. <laughs> 
Absolutely. Catching up with James Carpenter of the James Madison Dukes. Um, the one number that obviously jumps out, you mentioned they, they threw the ball more than maybe you thought they would. I think that's kind of a tip of their cap to what you guys do defensively against the run. And that number sticks out, James. I mean, minus 12 yards rushing. I know they still had 20 attempts on the ground. I think somewhere around there, 19 or 20. What kind of feeling do you guys have when you can t- keep a quality team like that, to my- any team really, to minus 12 yards on the ground? Yeah. Um, you know, as you know, here at JMU, we kind of, you know, we kind of, we kind of pride ourselves to stop the run. That's kind of. You know, we, we come in on Mondays, um, and Coach Haynes puts up our goals. And, you know, one of the first things is, you know, rushing yards. Um, you know, so we, we pride ourselves at the defense on stopping the run. Um, and we, we knew going this game, you know, they're, they're you know excellent running back. Um, so we knew that, you know, if we kind of stopped him, it would, it would uh, kind of put them in a little bit of a you know, pressure situation, um, kind of put the ball in the quarterback's hands and, quarterback's hands and uh, you know, let it to the D-line, kind of, kind of go, go rush the passer. So, um yeah, yeah. Like I said, we we knew we were, they were going to try and run the ball at first, but uh, yeah, we we knew that was their game plan, and we we kind of stopped it at first and kind of stopped it early, and kind of allowed us as a you know as a defensive line to kind of kind of go eat. Yeah, certainly, certainly set the tone with that performance, uh, no doubt about that. So, so back-to-back wins like that on the road. If ever there was a team that deserved a home game, after those two, it would be <laughs> you guys, and that's not going to happen. In fact, the furthest thing, almost literally the furthest thing you could have, is a trip to Utah State. How are you guys yeah. managing? This week, as you go for your third consecutive away game, everybody Charlottesville wasn't very long, but as you said, very emotional. And then Troy, yeah. and I know you guys have crisscrossed the country before, but going all the way out there to Utah State this weekend. Yeah, um, it's you know, it, it's a long trip, obviously, but uh, you know, it, it is what it is. It's, it's the it's the next game on our schedule, so uh, yeah, we're just gonna have have a normal week. Um, you know, nothing too different. Obviously, you know, we'll leave Friday, but. Uh, yeah, in terms of that, you know, just gonna be, gonna be a normal week. You know, attack, attack it the same as we do every other week. Um, it's kind of, you know, yeah, it's it's a long trip for us, but uh, you know, it's the next next game on our schedule, so we, uh, you know, there's nothing really we can really do about it. Um, yeah, just you know, we're gonna attack it as a normal week and you know, game plan like we do every other week, and uh, you know, play out there Friday and you know, play Saturday. So it's, for us, it's you know. Nothing new, just just a little bit of a longer trip for us, obviously. So yeah, <laughs> and, and as I said, you've done this before. You've been around long enough. You have been out west before. You've been down, uh, you know. I think Sam Houston. All do, do you do you enjoy trips like that, or are they just another trip? I realize you guys are probably plane, bus, hotel, bus, stadium, bus, airplane, home. But do you mm-hmm. do you take in any of it at all when you make a trip like that? Yeah, I mean. For most of us, this is definitely like the furthest we'll, we'll be out west. Um, it's you know going to Utah, it's a very scenic, you know, pretty you know fine in. It's 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 really beautiful. So um, you know, in terms of that, you know, as we'll try and take it in as much as we can. Obviously, we don't have many opportunities, but um, you know, playing right in, kind of driving around, uh, kind of going from the airport to the to the uh, hotel. You know, kind of check out the views. I mean, you know, it's going to be really pretty. I'm sure. So. Um, no, in terms of that, it'll be pretty cool, and uh, definitely, definitely take that part in. Hey, James, couple final questions for you. Uh, we'll wrap this up. I want to go all the way back to your to your high school career for a moment. I mean, you played mm-hmm. a myriad of sports, right? I mean, football, basketball, lacrosse, yes, track. Was was there ever any doubt um, which sport you were going to choose to play in college? And how did how did that kind of help you that you played so many different sports? Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> growing up, I definitely wanted to be be a basketball player. I didn't start playing football until I think eighth grade, seventh, eighth grade. Um, you know, I was you know 
basketball all day every day when I was growing up. So, uh, you know, I think I got when I got to sixth or seventh grade, I was a little bit bigger and kind of kind of realized that I didn't have that in me anymore in terms of going to the next level. But, uh, yeah, I think playing all those different sports kind of helped me out in terms of, you know, basketball, you know, about, you know, quickness, agility, and stuff like that, and then track and field. And, you know, even though I was doing shop, we were still, you know, running every day and kind of getting the conditioning up. Um, so, yeah, I think, I think all those sports definitely played a – but a big, big effect for me, um, you know, in terms of just, you know, agility, just kind of, kind of having different skill sets and stuff like that. Um, moving around, kind of being able, be able to move better, better than I, you know, most people can. So I feel like uh, it definitely helped me in the long run. It, it, was, it was fun in high school, and uh, yeah, it, it definitely helped me out here. Probably a lesson to be learned for all youngsters coming up through high school is to diversify and try to play certainly more mm-hmm. than one sport. Hey, la- last one for you. If you could think back to 2018 and and we had a conversation and said, hey, by the end of your collegiate career, you're going to be at the FBS level, you're going to be in a conference, the Sun Belt, and you're you know you're going to be doing what you're doing now. What would you have thought of that when you first decided to go to James Madison, which was a power, <laughs> but a power at the FCS level? Yeah, um, I, I would. I would just. I would. I wouldn't have believed you. I would have said you're crazy, and you know, all that type of stuff. Um, you know, I when when Kachins kind of gave me the walk-on spot, I was I was you know about as happy happy as I could be, and uh, but I never thought I never thought it would uh, it would turn into this. So, um, you know, I'm blessed. I'm very fortunate. Um, I'm very appreciative of everything. You know, Coach Ignetti and Coach Haynes and all of them have have done for me. Um, you know, credit the credit goes you know to them for it. So. uh yeah, I'm just, uh, it's crazy that, you know, it's been, you know, a wild ride, but we still have some work to do, and uh, I'm just very fortunate and, you know, very blessed, so. Absolutely. Well said. Well, congratulations on the success for you and the Dukes to this point, and keep it rolling the rest of the year, and hopefully we'll get a chance to catch up as the season unfolds. James, thanks again for chatting with us. Yeah, thank you, guys. Have a good one. James Carpenter, JC, as you heard him called on the play-by-play highlights prior to our conversation with him. I love interviews like that and that's kind of why we love doing these interviews you learn so much about these guys like i can dig and i can research and i can find out you know he played at roanoke catholic and he played four sports and he was on the all sunbelt team last year that kind of thing but the stuff that he added like he grew up a virginia fan and he spent his childhood in scott stadium and jpj and would have loved to have gone to virginia uh, but they didn't really sniff him out of out of high school. And the fact that he was a preferred walk-on at JMU back when they were an FCS team. So what if JMU had been an FBS team? Would they have recruited him then? You know, they're obviously going after a higher caliber, higher level of athlete at this point. I just think it's fascinating and that he's put in the time and the effort and the work to make himself into a, a heck of an FBS Division One. A college football player. So really some fascinating stuff there. All right. I think I challenged you all a little bit here because AJ said it took a while, but we finally got a winner to my trivia question to give away the Yeti, courtesy of our friends at Green Top Sporting Goods up there in Ashland. And I, I asked a question that certainly favored JMU fans. The Dukes are headed to Utah State this Saturday, first ever meeting against the Aggies of Utah State. Uh, first time they've ever played a team from the Mountain West conference as well and just the second time they have played in the state of utah and the second uh, team from utah that they played so i asked you who was the other team from utah now you didn't have too many choices i looked this up actually there are only six uh division one college football teams 
in the state of Utah. The University of Utah, Utah State, Weber State, Brigham Young, Southern Utah, and Utah Tech, which I must admit I'm not very familiar with, but it's an FCS program in St. George, Utah. So out of those six, and obviously even Utah State could have been in the equation, although I just told you this is the first time they've played them. So they're out. So it had to be one of the other five. And it was Weber State. And Charles knew the answer, so he gets the Yeti uh, cooler from Green Top uh, Sporting Goods. Yeah, they played Weber State, beat them 37-24 in Ogden, Utah, on September 18th, 2021. So two years later, almost to the day, they're going back to Utah, and they'll play Utah State this Saturday. All right, we'll wrap it up for you in just a moment. Sports Huddle for the 19th of September continues and concludes after this on 106.1 ESPN.